Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled The Cities of the Statue, Part 4. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all of our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please accept my apology for the mispronunciation of any words. They are found mostly in commentary. Regardless, please accept my apologies. We also want to extend our heartfelt sadness to all those who have acquired coronavirus, or as it is becoming better known as COVID-19. Know that you are being prayed for a full recovery as well as miraculous blessing and healing. We have an opportunity to miraculously pray for healing. I encourage those of you who are well to actively pray that our God will heal and witness to those who have become infected and now are wrestling with this illness. Last week, in our episode, The Cities of the Statue, Part 3, we continued to learn about Nebuchadnezzar's disturbing dream. It is a portion of that dream we are looking at as it professes a very long time period, the end of which is still very much open. Last week, we saw the meaning of the belly and thighs of bronze. The belly and thighs of bronze, they are the leopard. It is the Hellenistic era of Alexander the Great. The primary government is the Greek Empire from 331 B.C. to 146 B.C. this episode, we will look at the legs of iron. They are the dragon or the beast. Either is correct and both are used independently in future scripture referring to only one entity. The western and eastern world of the day is the reign of the Caesars. That is plural. They ruled the Roman Empire from 146 B.C., to 395 A.D. The birth, life, and death of Jesus occurs in this part of the timeline. This week, our main passage moves on and changes as a result of examining the legs of iron. The Bible verse reads, Its legs were of iron, its feet were partly of iron and partly of clay. From Green's literal translation, Daniel chapter 2, verse 33. In our standard version, it also reads, Its legs were of iron, its feet were partly of iron and partly of clay. Daniel chapter 2, verse 33. So, as you can see, the differences between Bible versions gets narrower and narrower until it is near completely lost to almost all versions reading the same. This is not an accident. It is one way to see 
what is most important while not neglecting for one moment the surrounding text that helps to build that sense of import. Commentary has this to say about the legs. As the two arms of silver denote the kings of the Medes and Persians, and the two thighs of brass the Seleucidae of Syria and Lagidae of Egypt, the two leading sections into which Greco-Macedonia parted, so the two legs of iron signify the two Roman consuls. From Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown, Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. We have some impressive things requiring further understanding. In the interpretation of this statue-like vision, we read, Then there will be a fourth kingdom, one strong like iron, just like iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And as iron breaks in pieces all of these metals, so it will break in pieces and crush the others. Daniel chapter 2 verse 40. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron crushes and smashes all things, and as iron that shatters all these, it will crush and shatter. Daniel chapter 2 verse 40 from Green's Literal Translation. Before we look at commentary, look at what this passage alone says. The metals get weaker from top to bottom. Now, there is only one more weaker than all the rest. Below these legs of iron. Yet, look at what these legs of iron do. Look at the second half of Daniel chapter 4, verse 40, where it says, Just like iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything, and as iron breaks in pieces all of these metals, so it will break in pieces and crush the others. Wow! Very impressive! Even as the iron has the strength to break all other parts of the humanoid body, it too, the iron, shall also break. Next week, we have only one more element of this statue to examine. However, already we are seeing how the demise will befall it and it break into nothing. In the previous episode, last week, the Antichrist made his presence known to the world. Even today, we are well aware of the Antichrist. Now, with one part of the body left, made of clay and iron, we can already see its destruction. We must understand how impressive a thing this is. Notice what commentary says of these iron legs, of which the gold silver, and bronze are supported by iron. This vision sets forth the character of the Roman power rather than its territorial extent. From Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. It is the principle of the character of Roman power 
It is not about Rome or Roman power with direct respect to its territorial extent. It therefore stands to reason it is not about the Roman territorial extent, which is huge. It is more about the character Rome presents and maybe represents. Reading commentary further, it says, Breaketh in pieces. So, in righteous retribution, itself will at last be broken in pieces. Reference, Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. By the kingdom of God, found in Revelation chapter 13, verse 10. From Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown Commentary, Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. These reference verses, found in commentary, read as follows. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will raise up an everlasting kingdom that will not be destroyed and a kingdom that will not be left to another people. It will break in pieces and bring about the demise of all these kingdoms. But it will stand forever. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. If anyone is meant for captivity, into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed by the sword, then by the sword he must be killed. This requires steadfast endurance and faith from the saints. Revelation chapter 13, verse 10. If we are saved from the distress in Revelation chapter 13, verse 10, and more so, all of Revelation, just who are we talking about? Clearly, those who did not escape with the return of Christ at what is typically called the Ascension in Scripture and the Second Coming of Christ, typically. After that event, those, and only some of those, that remained did somehow understand their plight and became saved of Jesus Christ. Only now they find themselves smack dab in the seven-year tribulation. This is not a good situation at all. However, once again, I am getting ahead of myself. Notice what Gill has to say on our reference verse, Daniel chapter 2, verse 40. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. This is not the kingdom of the Lagidae and Sadducidae, the successors of Alexander, as some have thought. For these are designed by the thighs in the third kingdom, and besides, the kingdom of Christ was to arise in the time of this fourth kingdom, which it did not in that, nor the kingdom of Gog, or the empire of the Turks, as Sadai, Abin Ezra, and Zarkai, but the Roman Empire, which is compared to iron for its strength, firmness, and duration in itself, and for its power 
over other nations and also for its cruelty to the Jews above all others in utterly destroying their city, temple, and nation. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, so this kingdom has subdued and conquered all others, not the Jews only, but the Persians, Egyptians, Syrians, Africans, French, Germans, yea, all the world. And as iron that breaketh, or even as iron breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise all nations and kingdoms. Hence, Rome has been called the mistress of the world, and its empire in Scripture is called the whole world. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible This Roman Empire, the Fourth Kingdom, as commentary said it, is as strong as iron, yet it too will break in pieces and subdue all things, as well as break in pieces and bruise all nations and kingdoms. So, as Gill's commentary said, Rome has been called the mistress of the world, and its empire in Scripture is called the whole world. So the question now, is Rome really dead and gone as some believe? Will Rome revive in the last days before we go? It certainly seems it will revive shortly after our departure, if not sooner. The problem is, it most likely will not look as it did before. It certainly will be even more ruthless than anyone presently has reference. Our Bible tells us this almost literally in the New Testament. Again, that will put us ahead of where we are now. However, on this note, one has to see how concise and cohesive end-time prophecy is and how soon it starts. It starts in the Old Testament of all places. Daniel was written in 536 B.C. through 530 B.C. In contrast, Genesis was written in 1445 through 1405 B.C. This means Daniel was written some 909 to 875 years closer to modern time, just short of 1,000 years after Genesis. Bottom line, one of the earliest recordings of future events occurs in the time span of 536 B.C. to 530 B.C. recorded by Daniel. Typically, we get little with reference to timelines and time frames. I gave you that to provide some idea of how soon God's men like Daniel and following people started talking about Christ's return 
before his first arrival, before his birth, here on earth. Technically, Christ was born in the year zero and was crucified in his 33rd year, 33 A.D. Given the dates we have that precede what we have already stated, we are already talking about his return before his birth. This present time in the book of Daniel is in the time frame between 536 B.C. to 530 B.C. We modern people can see this in the statue. We have ability to us, study and hindsight. Yet, these facts are there. All these facts are leading to only one thing. For us today, it speaks clearly of our Savior's return for us. The present world situation also points the way for us today. Our Savior is the stone cut by no human hands, while for a time he has here in human flesh and blood, he was always God. Even in his clay-like form as our own, he was always God. Next week, we will examine the fifth of five elements of the statue of the Old Testament. Our series is titled, The Cities of the Statue. So far, we now have four of five. Next week, we will have five. Then, one more to make this study full. A final six-part will wrap this all together into something usable for end-times knowledge. Play or download next week's episode titled, The Cities of the Statue, Part 5, from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. Please remember, we are praying for you. We wish any and all who are sick with the coronavirus, or COVID-19 as many call it, that our great and powerful God heals you. Whether you are sick or not, we wish all our listeners well and perfect God-given health. Whether sick or not, may you all be blessed of God in ways you can not only see, but in ways that will give you testimony of His greatness and power. Amen. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. 
If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. For more information, check out our mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant website. It is a subdomain hosted at site123.com. That site is S I T E 123.com. Our site link is unchurched.site123.me. This website is where you will find additional information about us and the podcast platforms we are in syndication with. Find direct links to all our platforms under the podcast menu item. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast platforms. Please use the search phrase, Church of the Un, insert dash symbol, Church, to find us on a podcast platform like iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or Spotify, to name a few. We refresh our RSS feed with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. If Podomatic has any server issues, all linked episodes to iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher will be unavailable for the duration of the server downtime. We therefore post all episodes on our backup host, www.podcasts.com. That is podcast with an S. Again, our site address is www.podcasts.com or go to anchor.fm forward slash unchurched. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched. Unchurched.